T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anthony Heron on 670 The Score. City. For the better part of the next three hours, I am your voice. This is Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. A big voice lady, or medium voice lady, whatever that may be. Nice to hear her on The Score, bringing us in, bringing us back from the timeout from that, I don't know, whatever it was, maybe 33, 35, 37-ish minutes you got from Parkins and Spiegel. You got me for three hours. We're going to have some fun here tonight. Looking forward to so many ways that we're going to get to discuss things in the Chicago sports scene throughout this evening. Uh, I did have a marvelous day myself. I hope all of you did out there listening in as well. The the mood in town just continues to enhance with things opening back up and folks being outside. I had a a good time out there, uh, you know, just, I don't know, just kind of enjoying whatever the day brought me. I, I had a, after I finished my Big Ten show this morning, I was serious. I had a dentist appointment. I know most folks don't find that to be the most pleasant experience in the world. I took a nice nap at the dentist's office. I don't know uh, how many of you do that. The the young lady cleaning my teeth got a good chuckle out of that by me dozing off several times and falling into a deep sleep. She had to wake me up a few times, get me to open my mouth back up. Um I don't know if it's just the, the the spaces, the gaps that I have in my teeth that allow that to be maybe a little more comfortable experience, or if it's just the fact that I got a toddler and I can use the extra sleep. Wh- whichever reason there is for me falling asleep at the dentist's office, that's normally what happens with me the uh, the couple of times that I tend to to go there and hang out. So I did that, finished that up, went over, met up with the wife and the toddler over at Maggie Daly Park. That was outstanding. A lot of folks just didn't in good moods and good spirits, kids out there running around and running into each other and falling down everywhere, the parents out there yelling their kids' names. And uh, for those of you who've been to Maggie Daly Park, I'm sure a lot of you listening and have, There's, it, it's a fairly chaotic setup in some of the areas where you got the, the bridges and the, the you know pirate ship-looking areas and the kind of semi-squishy ground that when kids fall, they just sort of bounce right off of it and just kind of bounce. Like, literally, some of them will just, like, hit the deck and just bounce right back up to their feet. So it's almost got a, a trampoline kind of feel to it. Um, but as they're out there running around, you know, they're, they're having a grand old time. So went out there, met up with the wife and the toddler, had a nice little lunch, out enjoying the weather and the elements. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know where, uh, you know, where, where the rest of the week will take us, but I do know today 
was extremely enjoyable. So I do hope that was the case for you guys too. The the, the falling asleep at the dentist thing is always something that my wife gives me a hard time about because, um, like I said, most people it's not really that comfortable. But um, but for me, I'm able to just kind of lean into it and and trust whatever process they got going on there. And uh, as they do it, they finish up the cleaning of the teeth. I feel refreshed, uh, both both from a sleep perspective and from a, a teeth perspective, which are both really good things in, in my mind. And it's a new dentist, been a transition at the dentist office I've gone through. So I've been there a couple of times. We we get along swimmingly so far, well enough that I'm willing to go to sleep. Um, and in relation to uh, a story I was telling late last week, I suppose the well, while we were at the park today, like I, I was referencing when I was on, I think it was last last Thursday, and I was talking about the the moment where my son and I were out in the park uh, earlier last week, and there was a the guy out there who you know really you know told me multiple times how he got something out of seeing me and my son in the park, and ended up handing me a wad of cash, and um, I I didn't see him out there today. I didn't see any other random individuals, no other you know, randomly cont- contemplative fathers out there just kind of doling out bucks to folks out there playing with their kids. So that was not an experience that's been repeated for me so far. But again, to the benevolent vagabond who was out there, um, I, I won't tell the full story in detail, but that's kind of the condensed version of the, the rhyme of the v- benevolent vag- vagabond. Um, but if you're out there listening in, I have paid it forward The as we ended up discussing the cash that you sort of persistently uh, placed in my hand that has been paid for it. I have blessed some others with that. So I appreciate you, benevolent vagabond, wherever you may be, if you're listening in. And if you didn't, if you want to hear the full version of that story, I'm sure it still lives somewhere on the Odyssey apps. So you can download that and check that out. Uh, but so we still had a great time throughout the day today, enjoying the weather, even though nobody else handed me a wad of cash uh, just for being outside playing with my kid. Uh, but in addition to the, uh, you know, not seeing the uh, the benevolent vagabond out there again and letting folks know I paid it for it. I did want to take a moment to just kind of recognize what's going on in Major League Baseball because we are, as we get to the uh, the latter stages of the show, we're going to talk some baseball. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of Bears later on this hour. We're going to have Pat Finley of the Sun-Times as Matt Nagy you know, took to the podium and some players took to the podium today. So some Bears news that's, that's happening. We found out about an injury to one of their draft picks, so we'll get into that uh, here in a few minutes, and we'll talk to Pat Finley later on this hour. Also going to have a, a, a fellow big tenor and fellow you know, defensive lineman slash outside linebacker who's going to join me in the next hour of the show, Napoleon Harris, state senator Napoleon Harris from this great state of Illinois. And I feel like every senator, and at least every time a senator, a state senator is being referenced, it's always from the great state of this or that. But since I live here, Love Chicago, as I'm sure all of us do. Uh, I feel uh, I feel an additional kinship in being able to call call this the great state of Illinois. But Napoleon Harris, a, a great football player, had an outstanding career both at Northwestern and in the NFL. But now he's on that other side of things. He's a politician, but he's been a part of uh, getting the name, image, and likeness regulations. He's you know formulated bill and built some consensus here in the state of Illinois. And really, the next step. I was talking about NIL. Um, late last week when I was on and, you know, trying to make sure we weave a little bit 
of college sports discussion into the times that I'm here on the score. But Napoleon Harris has been one of the state senators who's been really integral um, in, in making sure the bill gets to the governor's desk. And my understanding is that is the, the last step that remains is J.B. Pritzker needs to uh, sign the dotted line and athletes, college athletes uh, within the state of Illinois will be able to profit from their name, image, and likeness, and they will join a number of other states who have uh, bills that have become laws that will go into effect July 1st. So it's a, a really big story that's been brewing on the college scene that will affect uh, Napoleon Harris's alma mater at Northwestern. It will affect the guy who recruited me to Iowa, Brett Bielema, him now coaching Illinois. It'll affect uh, those major universities and also, you know, northern Illinois and, and anywhere else where there's a, a player of a level of prominence where maybe they can get some local opportunities and some dollars for those things. We'll discuss that with Napoleon Harris in the second hour of the show. Also, Mike Farron of uh, MLB Network Radio. He's going to be with, with us in the final hour. We'll talk some, some baseball with Mike Farron. And really both sides of town with all the excitement from the, the way the Cubs are just continuing to charge forward here. Uh, I heard – uh, I heard Danny talking about the, you know, the Cubs essentially sort of playing out the film Major League, and it doesn't necessarily feel as uh, feel like it has quite the negative tinge to it to what's happening on the North Side that Major League does. But you know, when you've got a group of players that I, I almost whether it was last week or or tonight, because I've been on this, you know, what's Jed gonna do topic for a few weeks now, as the Cubs have been flirting with first place and then officially being in first place now. I've really been been on this, uh, you know, Jed's going to have a tough decision to make. And I was talking to to Mark Grody about it uh, a few weeks ago when Groats and I were on together. But, you know, Groats' point of view was basically that, you know, he felt like even with a, a first-place ball club that we would see Jed Hoyer still stick with what appeared to be the plan that was in place coming into the season. I'm, I'm not so sure that's the case. And I certainly don't – I don't think it's going to be an easy choice you know, not just being in first place in a bad division, but but really legitimately playing well right now. I mean, even a couple of weeks ago when they started to sort of flirt with being in first, it, a lot of it felt like smoke and mirrors, but in addition to Chris Bryant, you got Javi Baez, you know, just mashing on a consistent basis now. It's not just the bullpen. The starting pitchers are pitching at a really high level too. So you're seeing this team ascend in a way that it's feeling less and less like smoke and mirrors, even though it's a whole lot of names that we don't know. So it's going to be a lot to discuss with Mike Farron in the final hour of the show. Looking forward to uh, to being able to to talk to him about it because he's you know not only is he from this area, but able to cover the national scene. So we can talk about things on both sides of town. When we get Mike on later in the show, but there is something I, I want to show some love to Major League Baseball for because today was the inaugural uh, Lou Gehrig Day. And them having that on the calendar is is really such a cool thing because it, where, you know, baseball on an annual basis was already honoring Jackie Robinson. And, on you know, year in, year out, you had Jackie Robinson Day and everybody wears the number 42. And, you know, it gives a, a level of, of appreciation and sort of a constant reminder and, and awareness of, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, his story, his struggle kind of gets retold in a, in a variety of ways every year just by baseball sort of, you know, doing the, the very simple thing of having everyone wear the number 42 uh, around the league and having that number, you know, be retired in the way that it is. So now they're adding Lou Gehrig Day 
into the mix, and that's going to come around on the calendar every year also. And I, I think it's it's a great thing that ends up, and I think the you know probably the, the cynical side of us recognizes that whether it's baseball honoring Jackie Robinson or Lou Gehrig or it's it's the NFL with you know having folks wearing pink throughout the month of October or the variety of sports really that may you know make different efforts to to bring awareness to to certain causes or you know to certain sicknesses that you're trying to raise funds for and raise awareness for things and uh, to me it all sort of speaks to the same term that's that's kind of gotten co-opted in you know and and turned into this extreme term or negative term is woke and we you know we a lot of folks out there have been using the term woke for years and you know there's there's been as it's just become you know sort of mainstream and normalized in society and and you know you hear terms like the woke mob and that's related to cancel culture now and i think that to me at least just when i think of the word woke and, and how I define it. It's just about being aware. It's about raising awareness. It's even just within the, the definition of the word. It's you know just essentially the the opposite of being asleep or oblivious to something. You know, it's just about being more aware or alert of things that perhaps you weren't paying close attention to. And again, it's very easy and, and justifiably so to be cynical about, you know, the way that baseball or the NFL or the NBA or, or whoever, you know, might take moments like this or opportunities like the the stage that you get to say, yeah, we're going to raise awareness for ALS or we're going to raise funds for cancer or, or we're going to, you know, tell everybody about Jackie Robinson's story and the way that, you know, he helped change society and all those things that still these leagues profit off of. And so a lot of folks will just take that and focus only on that that it becomes an additional profit entity for those leagues or baseball, you know, where they had Lou Gehrig day coming up. And so they apparently premiered some sort of like NFT card or video or whatever it is. You know, I really haven't gotten into the, the NFT things. I don't, I don't, I don't have a deep understanding of it, but they found some way to profit off of Lou Gehrig's image in a new and enhanced way. And admittedly, so, you know, they're not trying to hide that they're, uh, that they're profiting from, this recognition of Lou Gehrig in some way, but I, I think it's a mistake to to let that to let the the recognition, the awareness, the wokeness that any of these leagues would give to to very worthy things, whether it is social issues or racial injustice, whether it is cancer or ALS or anything else that may ail society or people, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, we shouldn't let the fact that there are profits being made from that thus end up saying that, well, okay, everybody's just kind of getting their cut of the system. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't invalidate the goal of the awareness that's there. So I, I really enjoyed throughout the day to day watching different baseball games, watching the Cubs game and just seeing major league baseball honor, not only honoring Lou Gehrig, but just honoring and raising awareness of ALS of, of what, a lot of folks still at this point refer to as Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease. So you know, I think it was pretty cool to see baseball add that in the midst of, you know, in addition to Jackie Robinson Day and a lot of the other things I already referenced previously that various professional sports leagues will use to to awaken people to causes or to things that may be less important to them. Even like the, you know, the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten baseball Twitter account, you know, having the, the rainbow, you know, up there to raise awareness about, LBG, 
LGBTQ causes. I mean, there's just a lot of things that folks may not constantly pay attention to, which is fine, but then to be reminded of you know, some of the things out there that folks experience that, that may be important to them, that may affect their lives in a different way than yours. And then it just allows you at least that opportunity to spend a moment thinking about something that perhaps you wouldn't have thought of before. So I know it's not 100% positive. The cynical end of it is, is noted, is worthwhile, but don't let that completely invalidate the, the reason or the cause behind some of these essentially promotions that happen around professional sports. So I, I enjoyed seeing Lou Gehrig Day and uh, this first version of it for Major League Baseball, even though I think we can all admit didn't necessarily enjoy Boog uh, singing the national anthem. Uh, so it was good to, to hear uh, Danny and, and Matt Spiegelman Parkins having some fun with that too. Um, when we come back, we're going to get into some bears here. There was plenty of sound as Matt Nagy took to the podium today. And uh, we're going to get into some of that. I'm going to give my thoughts on some of the news that's coming out of Hallis Hall, what's happening with some of these veteran defensive players who aren't there right now, at least aren't there physically on the field in person. What does that mean? How much of it really matters? We'll discuss all those things on the other side of this timeout. I am Anthony Herrick. You can give a, a call to the show if you would like. His phone lines will be open. In addition to playing some Matt Nagy sound, you can give us a call at 312-644-6767. Got Adam Studzinski on the ones and twos, also being joined by Cesar Perez. So they'll be with me throughout the night as well. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They don't make many players like Roquan Smith. I'll just tell you that right now. They just don't. And we, we are so lucky to have him as one of the main leaders of this defense and for him to come in here and, and just kind of every day, just do his thing and just run around and fly around and help teach these younger guys. That's really, really neat. And so we appreciate that. He knows that. Now the voice of Bears head coach, Matt Nagy talking about his starting inside linebacker. that should have been pro bowler. That should have been all pro Roquan Smith who before the Bears drafted Justin Fields was previously my favorite first-round pick of the Ryan Pace era because Roquan was the guy that I immediately said, all right, he's finally drafted a guy in the first round who's not a project. He's finally drafted a guy in the first round who will be ready to be a starter from day one. Now, Roquan didn't start from day one, but he was ready. He, he, was, he was capable of that, and then fairly quickly and early in his rookie season, became the starter, over 100 tackles, blah, blah, blah. But uh, Roquan, and uh, part of the reason Matt Nagy was showing him love during today's media session after the veterans were on the field for uh, you know, these voluntary activities, these organized team activities, uh, this veteran minicamp, 
the defense, that side of the ball, with their new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, uh, Roquan was the only starter reportedly on the practice field for the Bears today. So that was not exactly a, a look that I think everyone expected because there were reports about on the offensive side of the ball how much participation there had been, how many guys have been there, and you know the folks who were going to be on the field uh, defensively where perhaps you got a few guys who are longer in the tooth and you also, frankly, got a whole lot of your financial investment on that side of the ball too. Uh, Roquan was basically the only the only starter who was on the field, on the practice field today. So a lot of media members from around town who were there observing that uh, made note of it and recognized that as a potential issue. Now, for me, and we'll hear more from Matt Nagy in just a moment here, uh, it's worth noting the big news of the day from Matt Nagy's presser was that Bears six-round pick Daz Newsom broke his collarbone yesterday. So that... I think probably even, you know, relates to where, you know, if you're a veteran out there, you're thinking one of these defenders, we're out there flying around, doing our thing. Yeah, learning the scheme is nice, but do you want all those dollars out there on the practice field potentially getting hurt in one of these voluntary activities? And with the NFL adding the 17th regular season game, one of the things that was sort of pushed back from the player standpoint that has come up has been the off-season program, the activities that the team has had uh, players participating in between mini camps and OTAs. And, you know, now for me, like I've been out of the league for a while. I've been out of the league for, whatever, 15, 16 years at this point. So for me and my time in the NFL from 01 to 05, even just mini camps and OTAs. Now, we weren't allowed to be fully padded until we got to the actual training camp leading into the preseason games. But still, like we'd be out there going at it, man. Like if, if any of you who who played the sport or know what football practices are like, if you heard of the nine on seven drill, essentially like an inside run drill where you're just out there taking on combo blocks and the run game's happening and it is essentially the most physical portion of practice. We'd be out there doing nine on seven. We're doing one on one pass rush going at it. You know, you get to team periods eleven on eleven and pretty much the only thing we weren't doing was tackling. You know, you'd hear stay up after virtually every play because they expected it to be full speed, even though we're not padded up. But we had these, you know, what they still use today is these basically little squishy, you know, sort of uh, material that they cover the shoulders with, and they know them as shells. But you would be out there pretty much going full go aside from taking guys to the ground. And then the coach would yell, stay up! And supposedly it's your fault if someone gets injured because you're not padded up and you're out there in these supposedly voluntary activities. So Players Association has continued to step forward and players have continued to make an issue out of the, the level of ferocity, the level of intensity, and the volume of times that you would take the practice field throughout the offseason. And so that's where, if you pay attention to Matt Nagy and, and the way he addresses some of these things, he constantly reminds the media, these are voluntary activities. And he goes out of his way to not say anything negative about players who are not here and not participating because, one, he can get himself in trouble, he can get his franchise in trouble if he even gives a scintilla of indication that he is going to harass a player into showing up to a voluntary activity or that a player will be punished for not being here at a voluntary activity. So that is a very delicate line that Matt Nagy will continue to be asked about, and I would imagine from what we've seen of him over the years as the Chicago Bears head coach, he will continue to handle that admirably. Uh, not only because, you know, perhaps he just wants to make sure he's still 
being viewed as you know players coach and has his guys back and this and that. But frankly, it's sort of a risky proposition if he were going to publicly start to you know state say negative things or lambast guys for not being here because they ain't got to be here right now and he knows that. So let's hear directly from Coach Nagy specifically about uh, OTAs and and it being voluntary. That was literally the first question that came up in his media session today. Obviously, I think everybody on this call, and including myself, is aware that this is voluntary. Um, this is a voluntary camp. So with that said, I'm really appreciative of, you know, all the guys that are here and that are out here doing their thing. And, and uh, but at the same time, we all do need to keep in mind that it is voluntary. And that will continue to be something that Matt Nagy reminds the media of over and over and over again, because when you're seeing some offensive guys out there, that's going to be all well and good. But if you're not seeing, you know, what, what is Akeem Hicks, 31 years old at this point? Is, is Khalil Mack, I believe, 30 years old now? And there's plenty of miles on those legs. Robert Quinn, who, of course, underperformed last year, he's also on the other side of 30. I believe he's 31 at this point, been in the league for a decade. Danny Trevathan coming off of some injuries, and he finally started looking like Danny Trevathan again as the season wore on last year. But so you've got guys who, of course, preferably they are around Sean Desai as much as possible. But one thing that Matt Nagy addressed as well is the fact that, yeah, the, these guys are are still participating. As much as like what kind of got some play in the media today was Matt Nagy saying he's done with Zoom. He doesn't like Zoom anymore. But there's a level of participation that the guys are still having via Zoom in the, the mental preparation you know, going into where things are at right now with the team. And I believe that, you know, from Nagy's perspective to know that that at least the guys are engaged enough in that, I would think there's maybe some solace that he takes in knowing that the participation in that area where guys are, are here, uh, here mentally, at least gives him something because they spent pretty much the entire offseason doing that uh, as far as working with players via Zoom. And so actually let Let's hear directly from Coach Nagy on that. The player is not at OTAs and still here uh, mentally via Zoom. And, you know, you've all had to do that, whether it's with your kids or or whether it's, you know, just various areas of of work where you've had to try and get things done mentally via Zoom. It is not the most efficient way and, you know, not the the, the most absorbent way of the information. But Sean Desai has been around these veteran players a lot. And Matt Nagy addressed specifically that OTA still at Zoom meetings and the players who aren't there on the field still being on the Zoom. The on the field stuff that you're seeing is one part of it. And then in the classroom is the other part. And we have, you know, all of those guys that you're not seeing here physically. They're all here in meetings and they're meeting and they're a part of everything. And they they have phenomenal attitudes. Um, It's the those relationships that are being built over Zoom right now uh, are still going strong. And I appreciate that from those guys, because, again, even that part is voluntary, you know, but those guys, they're they're a part of all these meetings and they're getting everything that Sean and these coaches are teaching. They just are not out here for the physical part. So for me, the level of importance I put on it right now, if he's saying the guys are there getting the mental work via via Zoom and Sean Desai is getting an, an opportunity to address the veteran players, the leaders on his defense, and even where Eddie Jackson isn't an older guy, but you want Eddie Jackson to be able to have a, a sense for 
what will be taking place within this scheme. And Jalen Johnson, who they're hoping is going to become perhaps a Pro Bowl caliber lockdown corner for them on the outside. Even the younger guys who, yes, started games for you, played well, and especially on the back end, you want them all well-versed in the schematics of how Sean Desai's defense will differ from what we've seen over the last couple of years under Chuck Pagano. But in the end, the physical aspect of it and and how frequently guys are going to have to take the field and and bang into each other and anything else, you know, we've seen Matt Nagy's willingness to, to sort of, you know, cater to the health of his veteran players. So I don't think there should be a deep concern for guys going out there and banging into each other too much under Matt Nagy and being injured or anything else. But here on June 2nd, I'm not overly concerned about Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and Danny Trevathan not being on the practice field in shells, uh, taking part in the physical end of practice. How much does it speak to sort of the the larger picture of of whether or not the guys are fully invested in things here? I I think that part remains to be seen. But if they're there taking part in the mental aspect of it when they don't have to, then I don't have any doubt that as professional as Allen Robinson has been throughout every aspect of his Bears career, the fact that he's not catching passes from Justin Fields yet doesn't mean he's not going to show up at some point and get some work in with Fields before camp starts. But for now, it's June 2nd. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that aspect of it yet. But the man who was actually on the Zoom call, one of many Chicago media members who got to ask Matt Nagy questions earlier today, is Patrick Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times. We will talk to Pat on the other side of this time. I'll get his sense for how the Daz Newsome injury affects the wide receiver core that is going to have a lot of a lot of the harsh glare of expectation on it this coming season, where things sit with Justin Fields, what's happening with these defenders who aren't here today. Going to discuss everything under that Hallis Hall sun with Finley on the other side of this break. I'm Anthony Heron on Twitter at Big Ant Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Andy, what was the experience like for you to see them draft a quarterback in the first round? You know now he'll be the long-term priority when they do that. Did you see that coming at all? And how do you feel about it now? Yeah, I've had a lot of different conversations with uh, with everybody here. I knew there was a possibility of it. And so, you know, when it happened, you know, it, it is what it is. And so Justin's a, a great guy, uh, getting to know him in the last couple of weeks and getting to be around him. And, you know, he's, he's going to make the quarterback room better. A very adult response from Andy Dalton. No big surprise there because he's been a, a very – affable grown-up throughout his NFL career and uh, pleasure to have another affable grown-up on the line with us right now. Always look forward to the times I get to spend with Patrick Finley, whether that is uh, awaiting a taxi ride after the NFL draft in Philadelphia or if that is right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. And this interview with Patrick Finley is brought to you by Alpamati Nissan. Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APNissan.com. Mr. Finley, how are you this evening? I don't know whether you remember this, but, you know, I get that Uber what, after the night of the draft in Philadelphia. I think I get an Uber about 1.30 in the morning, something like that. <laughs> and the woman behind the wheel um, falls, uh, literally nods off on a bridge as she's driving me back to my hotel. <laughs> and, uh, and then I then I had to do the thing where you know the thing where you uh where you uh, just talk to the driver the entire time <laughs> uh, so there's proof of life there. Yeah, that's uh yeah, that's how that night wound up for me. It was a long day for 
Everyone, everybody had a long day with that setup, man. That NFL draft. That was something else. Um, and of course, that was the draft where Mitchell Trubisky was the Bears' first round pick as a QB. Mike Glennon, you know, he finds out during the draft this and that. It sounds like Andy Dalton, despite the Bears telling him he's QB1 and his pronouncement in his last media availability that he came here because he expected to be the starter, his tone today seemed to be a realistic tone about the situation he finds himself in. How, how did you find Andy Dalton's overall demeanor today? As you said, a, an affable adult is a pretty good way to describe that. Yeah, I mean, you know, what he said essentially was, I signed a one-year contract to be the starter. And that, that did not change because they drafted Justin Fields. And he's right, you know, by maybe on the technicality, but he is right. Andy Dalton is more likely than not going to be the week one starter. Andy Dalton is on a one-year deal. Those facts did not change because they drafted a quarterback. But whatever fantasy uh, he might have had or somebody else might have had of Andy Dalton being here for the next three years as the centerpiece of their offense, uh, as far-fetched as that was then, it's even more far-fetched after the draft. <laughs> and um, Nick Foles' name came up uh, during the, the media session today as well where his his absence was noted and Matt Nagy said that essentially he's got something personal going on but he's been here participating throughout the offseason it, it feels like overall there will be because of Dalton and Foles and they're just kind of you know have been throughout the careers relatively good guys it seems like there's going to be positive energy within the room for Justin Fields but where do you see Nick Foles fitting in into that dynamic less than a year after you know being kind of Last year's Andy Dalton, who was supposed to come here and, and challenge to be the starter. I asked Matt in today where Nick Foles was, and in the course of answering my question, he said, listen, you know, Nick is going to be the third-string quarterback. He's going to get third-string snaps. And you know what that means. That means that in training camp, he'll get a handful of snaps, and once the regular season starts, he won't get any at all. Um, that's presuming that he's on the roster when the season I think that Foles, you know, can bring a lot as a mentor. You know, everybody around football knows that he is a good guy and an open book with his teammates and uh, a ball of positivity. These are all very good things. But I don't know what else he can bring to the team beside that right now. The Bears were really clear when they signed Andy Dalton that they thought he was a significant upgrade over Nick Foles. So read into that what you will. And if Justin Fields is going to get second – string snaps plus a little extra you'd assume because the Bears do have a plan to get him extra snaps in practice. You know, if Andy Dalton rolls an ankle in week one, are you going to go to Nick Foles who hadn't played a snap <laughs> more or less in practice all week or, or, or is it Justin Fields? You know, it sounds to me like it's Justin Fields. You know, you have to wonder whether some team may have an interest in Foles uh, via trade. Um, you know, that list is pretty short. It may be, you know, the Jets, I think, are the only team I can think of that's got kind of a need for a veteran quarterback. But, you know, it'll cost the Bears more money to cut Foles than it would to keep him. So I think right now uh, they're going to keep him. Talking Bears with Patrick Finley of the Chicago Sun-Times. He is on Twitter, simply at Patrick Finley. Um, there, there have been some, some recent reports that, that surfaced that Nick Foles perhaps even – denied a trade to go back to Philadelphia and, and maybe rejoin the Eagles, which I 
I found that to be a bit surprising. But what what do you make of, of that? If that really is something that took place, I think. Well, here's what I think about Foles in general. I think that when the Bears traded for him and got him out of Jacksonville and they reworked his contract, um, you know, they essentially gave him the same guarantees that he had before, but they reworked his deal. I think they did so um, kind of with the understanding that that he was going to be here. Um, I, I don't think the Bears were going to send him to Siberia right now, um, in part because of the respect they have for him. Now, Philadelphia isn't Siberia, and if anything, the Eagles probably value Nick Foles more than any other team in football because of what he was able to do for them in winning that Super Bowl. Um, do I, bl- you know, if it's true that Nick said he didn't want to go back there, do I blame him for that? Probably not. I mean, you know, there's. You know, there's a reason he's not there anymore, and that's because the team chose another quarterback over him. Um, and then <laughs> that didn't work out for them either. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe recreating, you know, the past is always a, a dangerous proposition. The the QB room as it sits right now, it's, it's certainly got more years in, in the league in it now than it did when Mitch Trubisky first became the QB. But I would say that Justin Fields seems more – more capable and you know this is sort of Chicago's first blush with him I've been you know following him and, and covering him for the the time throughout his college career here early on what do you how would you describe what you've seen at just as far as the the, the fortitude from for lack of a better term that the countenance of, of Justin Fields by comparison to the early days of Mitch Trubisky in Chicago Boy, is he confident. And, you know, you can watch him, and he, is, he appears to be serious and confident when he is on the field. And that, that is something that is really interesting to watch. And, and it's not that Mitch wasn't. You know, if anything, you know, Mitch, you know, how many times do we hear Mitch was great in practice and then he goes out on Sunday <laughs> and was anything but? So I'm not saying that that's a guarantee of success, but he does carry himself like somebody who was one of the best three college football players on the planet, probably in each of the last two seasons. And, you know, say what you will about, you know, the Bears taking Mitch Trubisky and why it didn't work out, but I do get back to this. You know, Mitch had one good season at North Carolina. You know, Justin Fields has been, you know, a household name at one of the five great programs in the world for two full seasons. There's a difference there in terms of resume. There's a difference there in terms of, um, you know, pop, <laughs> Q rating, popularity, whatever you want to say there. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, to compare one to the other, I think, is almost an apples to oranges thing. And, and that just goes to show you just how successful Justin was uh, at Ohio State. So finding out today that Daz Newsom broke his collarbone in practice yesterday, and uh, I think they were terming it, uh, I saw somewhere saying it was expected to be perhaps just eight weeks, so maybe he'll be back in time for camp. Uh him not being on the field and, you know, who knows, perhaps if, if the injury affects his, his productivity as a rookie to some extent, it, it doesn't seem to me like that necessarily uh, enhances Anthony Miller's status in any way. But it, it, the receiver group in general, is there, is there something to make of Daz Newsom not being there? Does it, you know, help perhaps one of these guys who hasn't rounded into form yet? I think Anthony Miller is going to be the one to determine Anthony Miller's status. You know, if you listen to the Bears coaches over the years, you know, he can be as good as he wants to be. And uh, that is not a compliment. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you know, when the, when the chairman of the team, you know, takes a radio tour in January and says how disappointed he was 
and Anthony Miller getting in a fight in the playoffs, I mean, you know, in a sense, Anthony Miller is lucky that he's still on right now. Uh, you know, he's he's a very skilled player, and you know, you know, you try to match him one on one in the slot, and he wins more often than not when he is focused and when he is there. So that's my Anthony Miller speech. In terms of Daz Newsom, I I don't know that it's going to create a ton of opportunity just because short of the three day veteran mandatory mini camp uh, at the end of the month here, um, you know, there's not going to be that many more snaps for other people to see. You know, the, the Bears are still to have a, a full, not only off-season program, but also a full training camp uh, and exhibition games because, you know, receivers one of those positions where, you know, there are lots of reps to be had, you know, if, if you're running out there every day at training camp and you get to cycle through some players in a way that you don't in other positions. So I, I, I don't think it really changes the equation at receiver. You know, I feel bad to Newsom. I mean, this was a guy who – is coming in trying to learn an offense, trying to learn a position, trying to learn, you know, quarterbacks, you know, two of which who are also trying to learn the offense. Uh, some time on the field would have been beneficial to him. Uh, it's a tough break. But from the people I talked to, it does sound like there aren't that many, there aren't too many concerns about him being back right around the start of training camp, uh, you know, once he gets the surgery tomorrow. Attendance both on the field and off on offense for the Bears has been – nearly spotless defense not so much uh, especially for the the players uh, you know more noteworthy guys that they have the starters Roquan apparently the lone starter that was out there today what do we make of just the, the difference on each side of the ball why would offense have such great attendance and defense not the offensive line is one reason why uh you know Juan Casio has got the offensive line kind of operating and thinking as a unit you know, Matt Nagy told the story today about how all 18 of them, you know, walked, you know, to practice together from, you know, the back door of, of, of the locker room in Hallis Hall uh, about how they are really into this whole, you know, uh, you know, 18 people with one heartbeat sort of thing. So I think that's one reason why they showed up. Um, you know, and the other is this. Is when you look at the Bears' defense and you look at, you know, the guys who weren't there, Akeem Hicks, Danny Trevason, um, Cleo Mack, uh, Eddie Jackson, these are, you know, by and large, veterans, uh, veterans who uh, have never been afraid to, to have their voices heard, the veterans who have their jobs secured, the veterans who have made a lot of money in the league. And I think that that does change the way that you look at um, and going to these voluntary fits. Uh, you know, Nagy was quick to say that they were all in meetings, you know, virtually, and, and that, that, you know, that that means that at least they're getting some value out of this sort of thing. But, yeah, the Bears had three defensive linemen on the field today. <laughs> three total. Um, and none of them uh, have names that any, anybody would recognize. Um, so it's going to be different. We'll see what happens when the mandatory mini camp comes up. My, my guess is that all of them will show up uh, and that that's, uh, that will be a better test of kind of where everybody's head is at. You have to wonder, though, if you're Sean Desai, and I realize that they've all known Sean when he was the safeties coach and before that, even you know when he was when he was a lower level assistant here, but man, if you're Sean Desai, you'd probably like to see at least uh, more than one of your defensive leaders show up uh, for these things as you're trying to install your defense, and uh, that has to be disappointing, even if the Bears won't really say that it is. Yeah, it is a very delicate balance, and I'm sure you guys will keep asking Matt Nagy about. But if he says <laughs> something bad about guys not showing up, 
Team might get fine. So <laughs> you guys have a job to do, and I know you would do it well. Pat, as always, great stuff, man. Really appreciate your time. Hey, anytime. Have a good one. That is Patrick Finley. Covers the Bears for the Chicago Sun-Times on Twitter, at Patrick Finley. We are going to stick with some football discussion. We're a few minutes away from Napoleon Harris, state senator from the great state of Illinois. He is a Chicago-area guy. He has now gone down the, the, uh, the road of politics after a career, not only in the Big Ten with the Northwestern Wildcats, but also in the National Football League. And I started talking to you guys the, the other night about NIL, about name, image, and likeness in collegiate sports um, and I think it was like the next day where where the bill ended up becoming a law. And I don't know that I necessarily had anything to do with that, but I'm going to take credit anyway. So a little more NFL talk with some news that came out of the National Football League today. And I'll lead into the Napoleon Harris interview. I'll do that on the other side of this break. So appreciate you being with me here on a Wednesday evening. I'm Anthony Heron on Twitter and Instagram at Big Ant Heron. This is The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 